Many years have passed and everyone's getting mad. Huh? What do you mean? I mean, everyone's getting Monsignor Achilles Dakai. His weekly Bible study is getting bigger, better, and stronger. This is the new and improved Gifted to Give podcast. Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Jillian. We are here to spend quality time as we listen to the message of God through our beloved Monsignor Achilles Dakai, a Bible study that is truly gifted to give and a gateway evangelization to all those who are spiritually drained. Absolutely. Monsignor Dakai was the official spokesman of His Eminence Ricardo Cardinal Vidal. He had the title of Media Liaison. He is almost 90 years old and still passionate about preaching the Bible. Yes, he loves to reach out to a new and younger audience in making this podcast. Truly, he is gifted to give. Let's listen to a new episode with Monsignor Achilles Dakai. To all of you on this last Friday of the first month of the linear year, January, but it is the third Friday in ordinary time according to our cycle C liturgical uh, cycle B of our liturgical year. And so once more, welcome to our Bible study online. Before anything else, let's pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith, reflect on it with hope, and uh, realize with love, following the example of your only begotten Son from whom we find freedom fulfillment and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, the Señor Santo Niño festivities are over and we are back to the normal, to the new and normal, they say. We, therefore, are here now to continue studying what the Bible says. We have uh, decided to study what the Bible says on the mysteries of the Rosary. This time, about the mysteries of light and so we focus our reading and our reflection now on the fourth mystery of light the transfiguration of Jesus which is recorded by the three evangelists since we are now in cycle B, we read the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 9, verses, verses 
2 to 10. I repeat, it's also found in Mark, in Matthew, as well as in Luke. And so, let us now listen to the reading of the Gospel for the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his garments became glistening, intensely white, as no fuller on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking to Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is well that we are here. Let us make three booths, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were exceedingly afraid. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved son, listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, but Jesus only. Thank you. Thank you for reading for us the gospel assigned for next Sunday, God willing, the fourth Sunday in ordinary time. Several homilies have been delivered on this mystery, the fourth mystery of light. But we have resolved to point out one, just one point from the many angles and aspects of this mystery. All the three evangelists spoke about the three disciples of Jesus whom he was preparing for their assignments. That's why, if you ask me why only the three of them were taken by Jesus up on that high mountain because this mystery is, of course, the preview of the resurrection. When uh, Jesus for three times spoke about his suffering and his death and his resurrection, Somehow this statement saddened them. They were somehow in doubt or discouraged to continue following Jesus. And so Jesus gave them a moment of encouragement. But that is not, again, the point, because that is the usual and the traditional point. We are here to study, and I am resolved to study one detail, which only Mark and Luke has noted, namely, that when 
Peter, after viewing that transfiguration vision, was so encouraged that he suggested to build three tents up on that high mountain. Mark and Luke, both of them noted that Simon Peter did not really know what he was asking for, what he was suggesting. He did not know what to say. This is where I'd like to, to stop and look at what exactly and listen to what exactly Simon Peter did not know. First, let us flash back to when Jesus was 12 years old. If you remember, with his parents, he had gone to the temple in Jerusalem to observe the Passover festival. But once the festival was over, Jesus, 12 years old, already a mature Jewish man, stayed in Jerusalem. And we are told that the parents did not know. So we ask, what exactly did the parents did not know? Well, Jesus himself, when found by them, said to Mary and Joseph, Why did you have to look for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house, that I must be busy with my father's affairs? That's what Simon Peter did not know. I mean, that's what Mary and Joseph did not know. Thirdly, if we read what Jesus said when being crucified between two thieves and spoke from there his seven last words, the first of which was, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. So three instances of did not know. Peter, as an individual, did not know. Joseph and Mary, as a couple, did not know. And the Jews, as a people, did not know. What exactly they did not know? Peter did not know that what he was viewing was only a temporary moment of encouragement, but he wanted to prolong it. He wanted even to make it permanent by building tents. Peter did not know that they were not supposed to stay up there on that high mountain. They had to come down where the action was. 
Peter did not know that when they woke up after their sleep and Moses and Elijah were gone, they saw Jesus alone. Meaning that Moses and Elijah belonged to the Old Testament. Now Jesus in the New Testament, he alone they must listen to. Peter, I repeat, did not know that much. What again did Mary and Joseph did not know? Oh, Jesus himself has said it. They did not know that he had a father. That he, the temple was his father's house. That he was to be busy with his father's affairs. No wonder Joseph, the foster father, simply disappeared. That's what they did not know. And what did the Jews as a people, what did they not know? They did not know that what they were doing to Jesus was in accordance with what the Father has willed. It was the Father's will that Jesus would redeem us, would save us from the slavery of sin through his suffering and death. They did not know that whatever they did to Jesus so that he would agonize in the garden, so that he would be scourged at the pillar, that he would be crowned with thorns, that he would be carrying the cross, and that he would be crucified, are all in accordance with God's plan. They did not know that. So, Jesus was saying, forgive them, Father, meaning, just don't punish them, because they really did not know that what they were doing was for fulfillment for the fulfillment of God's design. So there we have three instances of they did not know. Peter as an individual did not know. Joseph and Mary as a couple did not know. And the Jews as a people did not know. Now come to think of it. If they did not know then and there, we, here and now, may not know either, may not know what Peter did not know, may not know what Mary and Joseph did not know, and what the Jews as a people did not know. That is why, that is why we should be thankful that next Sunday, the fourth Sunday in ordinary time is as been declared Bible Study Sunday. So at least once a year we are reminded that we should try to know what they did not know by studying the Bible. And thank God for how many weeks, how many Fridays now, we have been trying to precisely 
study the Bible Friday after Friday so that we may know exactly what Peter did not know, what Mary and Joseph did not know, and what the Jews did not know. That's why I thank you again for your individual interest and your collective initiative to put up this Bible study online. Because through this, we try to educate ourselves so that we may know any or all of what Peter, Mary, and Joseph, and the Jews did not know. This is it. Therefore, to study the Bible not only once a year on a Bible Sunday, but Friday after Friday is our duty and our salvation. Let us remember then what someone has said, and I love to quote him verbatim, literally. He said, Study the Bible to be wise. Believe it to be saved. Practice it to be holy. This is what we have been hoping for, that Friday after Friday has become for us a good practice to study more and more what the Bible says through these mysteries, at least, of the Rosary, that we may know Jesus more dearly, follow Him more closely, and love Him more dearly. So our National Sunday Bible is not just one Sunday. Our National Bible Study Sunday is every Friday. So again, thank you for putting up this Bible study online. So here I'd like to, to stop because I expect some questions on this matter of not knowing or what, of knowing what they did not know at that time. And we are now supposed to know any or all of it.
morning mons good morning thank you for giving examples that people in the bible did not know a lot of things about jesus it is the same in reality for us thus the more i am thankful when god in his mercy reveals himself to me in the speed and timing that i can take I appreciate more our Bible study months. Thank you. You know, what uh, happened to the Jews as a people who did not know that what they were doing to Jesus was in accordance with what precisely the Father wanted Jesus to be and to do. This reminds me of the story about the turtle. The, the turtle was making some trouble on the seashore. And a guy, precisely to punish the turtle, he threw the turtle to the sea. He wanted to punish the turtle, but actually the turtle was so happy that he was thrown to the water where he lives. In other words, what the guy wanted to do was precisely in accordance with what the turtle wanted to be. Many times we do that. We do not know that what we are doing is precisely what is required by God by our families, by our schools, by our governments, etc. So, let us be on the know of what we are doing as an individual, as a couple, or as a people. Hi, Mons. Hi. How do I encourage other family members or friends to join our Bible study. Nice kaayo and its virtual pajud. Pwede ma on the go. Plus, we have a podcast. Our Bible study is our honest, humble attempt to know more about God, about Jesus, about His church, about ourselves. That is all it is, for all its worth. We are Bible students forever, never Bible scholars. So, we are resolved to precisely go on studying Friday after Friday the Word of God especially the Gospels in the New Testament. Hello, Mons. Hi. Thank God for our Bible study indeed. 
I've been a virtual Bible study student of yours since the pandemic. I look forward to every Friday as more of the Bible and more of Jesus is revealed to me. I am privileged to know what God has revealed to me through you. Salamat Mons. Thank you too for your interest in your initiative to go on learning from us for all that we have done. Hi, Mons. Hi. Jesus rebelled himself to the Jews already, yet many still do not believe him and continue to wait for the Messiah. Why do they continue not to believe? I thought by now they should know more about Jesus. The answer to that is faith is our gift freely given by God. It's a grace. Why, for example, faith was given to us Filipinos since 1521 or 1565 and not to the other nations, countries, people in Asia because that is a gift we have received, a privilege that we have been given, but then we know that with every privilege goes responsibility. That's why we are gifted with this faith. It is now our duty and our salvation to share the faith with others. Of course, you know why the three of them were so privileged by Jesus to be prepared by Jesus himself because they have each one of them an assignment. Peter, Simon as the rock on which he would, Jesus would build the church. James was the first apostle to die for his faith. After he was assigned to Spain and he somehow failed for a while and asked John for help and James and John sent Mary in person and by location Mary alive in Ephesus was alive in Saragossa as Birhen del Pilar. After James succeeded in Spain he was brought back to Jerusalem where he was made a bishop. That's when he was martyred in Jerusalem as bishop. And when his relics were brought to back to Saragossa, the boat that they were riding on was blown by the wind and they anchored in Compostela. He was guided by a star, Stella, and they landed in a campo of the star, Compostela. So James had a very 
good assignment and he fulfilled it wisely. John, as you know, lived to an old age of 101 to prove that Jesus indeed is not only worth dying for like his brother James, but also worth living for even to old age. So the three of them were made to, to witness, eye and ear witnesses, to the raising from the dead of the 12-year-old daughter of Jairus. The three of them were eye and ear witnesses to the agony in the garden. And now there are the three of them, eye and ear witnesses to the transfiguration of Jesus, the preview of the resurrection. Mons, my struggle is to apply consistently what I heard in the Bible study. May Jesus help me. Maybe it may be easy for us to study from one angle or to study under another aspect. But it may be more difficult for us to apply what we have studied. So, precisely, we pray by the help of God's mercy that we may be always be free from sin and safe from all distress. Good morning, Monsignor Dakai. Good morning. Thank you for this Bible study. I have joined this even before the pandemic, and it is a privilege to hear the Word of God through you. Thank you for that reflection. But as I have told you, as long as I can think and talk and type, I am resolved to facilitate this Bible study because I repeat this is one way of precisely actively participating in the work of our salvation. Be productive and be fruitful that is what we are asked to be. So what we learn here, we pass it on. Remember, huh? Remember our rules in studying the Bible. Read the Gospel through. Pray it in. Ra write it down work it up and pass it on that is what we are 
trying to follow. The, our study must end with passing it on to others, of course, to ourselves first and foremost. Hi, Mons. Hi. Jesus is sending us out to make disciples of all men. That's our mission. Yet we do not know a lot of things. We don't know even how to start or continue. As you reflected, the more we need to listen and talk to Jesus in the Bible and our private prayers. Yes, Jesus told the apostles and the 72, go to the whole world and preach to every creature. Of course, we cannot do that. Our world, first, first of all, is our home. A world of father and mother, a world of children. That is the cosmos, the little world that we have to go to, and the creatures are precisely ourselves. Father and mother, elder brother and elder sister, and younger brother and younger sister. That's where we begin to preach and practice. Hi, Mons. Hi. There's always something new to learn, so much more to share. My prayer is to be able to speak about my faith. Only then I can probably say I'm on my way to be a witness to my faith, to express what I have understood recently, and be an example and help to others who are lost. I'm not yet there, but I am grateful. Oh, yes. Nothing like sincerity. You know, the word sincere comes from two Latin words. Sincere. Sine, meaning without, and cera, meaning walks. A sincere person is one who has no walks. Very pure integral sometimes when we do this or do that we are helped by what others have taught us as a wax to what we have said and done so it may not be sincere but I repeat if we want to be sincere let us be true to ourselves and not pretend to be other than we are and be hypocrites. A person who is honest with himself or is true to himself is sincere without wax.
Thank you, Mons, Thank you. for giving your energy and interest in helping in our salvation. We are inspired to contribute our time, talent, and treasures. Salamat kayo, Mons. Let us together continue to study what the Bible says. As long as we do not deviate from the orthodoxy, from the true, genuine, infallible teaching of our church, we have the catechism of the Catholic Church. That's where we have all the answers to all questions. So, we have said enough. We pause for our final blessing. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, again, thank you, and see you again next Friday, God willing. That was an amazing Bible study session. You think so, Jill? Yes, Monsignor Dakai is truly remarkable. I have learned a lot from his reflections. Can you share your learnings and takeaways? Today's reading was focused in Mark 9, verses 2 to 10, and it's about the transfiguration of Jesus. It is there where Jesus showed himself to Peter, James, and John. But even then, they still did not know the full plan of God. That is why it is a privilege to know what we know as God has revealed it through the Bible. It's nice to know that St. Thomas Aquinas considered the Transfiguration the greatest miracle in that it complemented baptism and showed the perfection of life in heaven. The Transfiguration is one of the five major milestones in the Gospel narrative of the life of Jesus, the others being baptism, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. I would like to thank Monsignor Achilles Dakai for another wonderful episode of the Gifted to Give podcast. I would like to thank my new partner, Jillian, for sharing your reflections and learnings. Of course! I am so excited to be part of this rebranding of the podcast. I will definitely see you next week for another episode of Gifted to Give Podcast. With Monsignor Achilles Dakai, goodbye and to God be the glory.